1: to another episode of Confessions of a Crappy Christian, a Misfit Media Network production. I am your host and resident crappy Christian, Blake, and every week I get to have the coolest conversations with incredible people about all the things most Christians are still not sure we're allowed to talk about. So if you've been looking for a place to land with all your crap, and for someone to just be honest about what it looks like to walk through this Christian life... Well, you've come to the right place, pull up a seat, pop in your headphones and tune out your kids, and come hang out with me and a guest for the authentic conversations that you have been looking for. Kirsten, hey, welcome to Confessions of a Crappy Christian.
2: Hello, I'm so excited to be here.
1: So the best interviews for me are always the ones where I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to start recording because we've been talking for 15 minutes already. And so I'm very (laughs) excited.
2: No, I love those kind of conversations.
1: So you are the wife of Benjamin Watson. We're getting that out of the way. Cause it's like the least important thing about you. You are mother of seven and you're an author and you're amazing and hilarious. And so I'm really excited to get to introduce you my audience. Cause I kind of already feel like we're friends just for, yeah, chatting
2: about it's houses. New Orleans thing. It's Louisiana it thing. It's family, it's family it's- automatically.
1: You're just like connected. Like all I had to say sure. was I'm from New Orleans and you were like, "Oh my gosh." Like I all the things. What do you eat? Where did you go? All Where do you live? Where you exactly. <laughs> Where is your mom and dad? Like what what are you doing? I so, I this is going to be great. I'm so excited. So you are the author of Sis Take a Breath, which will be out in May of this year. Tell us a little bit about cuz you seven kids, you juggle all of the things. So if like anybody's taking a breath, it's you, right? Like if anybody or needs to take a breath. So tell us a little bit about kind of like
2: what you juggle and what led you to write this book. Yeah. So you kind of mentioned most of my juggling happened being married to Benjamin and moving all over the country because of his NFL career. So moving and having a lot of babies, I heard is like the most stressful things you could go through. Yeah. And we've done it quite a few times. And so that was what I was juggling for a long time. And just all everything else that goes with life, you know, just right identity and what am I doing? And am I doing my purpose? All those big questions that we always ask, or just kind of where I landed. And, you know, I was really being disobedient for a long time in that people would always say, You should write a book. You should talk about what you're experiencing. And I'm like, no, I really don't really want to do that. Yeah. And so Last year, when this all started, it was too many things of God, you know, saying, I feel like God was saying, like, this is something that you need to do. Maybe not for all the reasons that seem obvious, but for something else. And so mm-hmm. I said, yes. And it's been crazy, it's been difficult and challenging, but it's been very rewarding as well. You just kind of lean into other things God's showing you and people that you're meeting and it's been it's kind of it's crazy it's just this was really an act of obedience more than it was Mm -hmm. like I want to write a book you know it wasn't that at all
1: yeah that's amazing I feel like a lot of the time it's one or the other it's either people have wanted to write a book since they were 12 years old or God made them write a book (laughs) like it's usually one or the other because it is it's so hard writing a book is really hard.
2: Yeah. Because sometimes you don't remember what you've been through and then you have to remember the stories, but really the, it's really being able to be vulnerable. I think that's yes. hard to do in a world that needs to look perfect. And you're like, no, I'm not going to write about the things that people think I'm going to actually write about what's happening and what yeah. has happened. And that's hard to to go back and relive.
1: It It is. I always liken it to like bleed on a page for 15, yeah. 16, 17 chapters. Right. So what does Like if you had to kind of sum up what take a breath means for you, like what has that kind of played out in your life as?
2: Yeah, it's just what I realized that uh, we we go through. I went through I was going through life and all these things were happening and I was just waiting for the next thing. Right. It's Mm -hmm. like, okay, we have we got married, so let's have kids and now we're moving and we're going to have another kid. And we're da-da-da. And it's like all of these things that were happening in the journey of my life. And I was like, have I remembered anything? Mm. Like that was a blur. And I think the idea behind this take a breath really is like just pause in the good pause during the bad pause. Yeah. And say, you know, like just be present and realizing that God is showing us stuff through all of it. Yeah. And Lord, give me the eyes to see it. And I won't do it because I'm not breathing. I'm like right. just like doing? I'm like, ah, you know, for me that it was just like, it was very easy to think of what, what I needed. It was like a breath. And when I did that, I realized, gosh, I learned so much there Mm. and maybe I didn't realize it till I was able to recall or reflect, but now it's like, I don't want to do that anymore. I want to do it presently. Yeah. Uh, It doesn't have to always be in the past. And so the idea is, you know, all day, it's like, okay, what is, what is this about? Mm -hmm. How do I feel about it? And just breathe. It's just recognizing the breath that we have that God gives us. And there's so much that he's teaching. That is so good. I think, I think a lot of people
1: like will resonate with that because how much of our life are we not experiencing? And like, actually like how much of our life are we hindsight seeing instead of experiencing? especially start adding in, even if you don't have seven kids, add in like jobs, the internet, the news. Us, you know, like family that needs, like, there's just no matter. I, I feel like I used to when I was younger think that, like, some people, like, if you look outside looking in, like, there's a certain structure of life that's just looks less stressful, less kids, maybe a less stressful job. We are all like under it. Yeah. Like, we, no matter if you are a stay at home mom with three kids or you are a full time something with one kid, we are all. Like walking through it all the time. And so, this really does apply to no matter what your walk of life is. Are you experiencing it? And I'm just like you. Like, I look back at seasons of my life, I'm like, it, did I black out?
2: <laughs> it's a blur. I was physically present, but I have no idea what happened, you know? And it's so true. And it happens to all of us. Mm-hmm. It happens to all of us. The encouragement is I think you make a great point. It doesn't matter whether it's the kids or a husband, it's just being a woman. Yes. Being a woman where you are, you're juggling a lot of things and the encouragement in this book and the courage not, it's like, just, just stop, take a mm-hmm. breath, mm-hmm. hold on yes. and then yeah. proceed because that breath like stops us. And it, it also gives us courage to be like, no, I can do this. Or like, yeah. this is way too much or whatever the response is. It's the pause that says, okay, hold on. It's yeah. like, you know, <laughs> I love that idea
1: of it being a pause. Not like take a breath and keep going. Like, it's not like, let's go, you know, like how we are, we are not, especially I think as a generation capable of pausing, Like we're such a microwave generation and everything is like right away that even just, I'm convicted. I'm like, how often do I just pop off or just say, you know, what comes to mind or do whatever I think needs to be done, not allowing God to intercede, like not even if you're going a hundred miles an hour, 24 seven, like God is really big and he can do whatever he wants, but we're not exactly making it easy to like discern the Holy spirit or
2: no. like respond in a Christ-like way when you're just like, blah, 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 like going. Exactly. And I just think, I mean, even as we're like, I'm reading through now and just exited, you know, we look at, we know the end of their story and we say, why are y'all being so extra? Like, yeah, man sent manna. Like he can take care of you. Like, but we are we are just the same in that we don't know the oh end of our gosh. story. We just keep going and keep complaining and keep going and keep loving and keep blah, 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 all of that. hundred percent So it's so we look at other people's story and we say how they should act, but in our own story, we have to control it. And so that's what the breath is just the pause of just mm-hmm. stop mm-hmm. for a second. Your breath doesn't last forever. But it's just like, just just stop. Okay, yes. let's think through this. And so that's that's really what it is. And it's encouragement that you're doing well. How often mm. do we know we're not doing well? This is not three steps to a better life. I don't know them. If I did, I'd sell it, but I don't. Yeah. But I am saying that whatever you're going through, whatever your situation, good or bad, I know there's something to be taught. I know that he's speaking to mm. you, but take the time to listen. Most times in my life, no. Right, yeah. right. No, same. <laughs> I get that. Yeah.
1: So <laughs> some of what you have lived and walked through has been in a, in the spotlight, like in a public fear. Which definitely, I mean, on a very micro level, like having a podcast and having an Instagram, like there's this very like teeny tiny degree of that, not NFL level, not like your name trending level. But you y'all have had to walk through some stuff like life, and it's had to be publicly what like what is that I feel like God has to have shown up kind of extra in that way
2: (laughs) yeah I think you know you know we're all given our people that Mm -hmm. we are supposed to do our job to influence to educate to bring along to love and you know it just so happened ours was what it was and so God showed up in crazy ways that did not make sense You know, we always think it would be football and yes, it was, but it really wasn't, Yeah. And so we've just learned that God will show up when he wants and he will use the smallest thing, like a Facebook post, or he'll Mm -hmm. use the smallest thing, like a move to a city where, you know, no one. And he will use all of that. He will use all of that stuff. And so, you know, I feel like what what people see is like 1% of my life. Oh, yeah. You know, and like the other part, of that, but I feel like the other ninety-eight. When I share that, the the good, the bad, the ugly, that's where I connect with people because yes. most people see that one person. They're like, "Oh, it must be amazing." The blah blah blah, and I'm like, "Yeah, it's it's really actually Sunday is a hard day for me because yeah, I'm watching him getting pounded on the field, or um, he's working through an injury, or I have a million people at my house that I'm hosting, or yeah, you know, name the things, and so you know, I think that's been the part when I'm able to share those other pieces. We realize that we're a lot of us have a lot of the same things going on. Exactly. Exactly. Like you're
1: like, you're sending your husband to a football field. Like there are plenty of women out there who their husband's job is hard for them. Right. And they're gone a lot or, you know, they're not, they're not as home, home as much as you would like them to be. So like, yeah, maybe yours is like public more public. That's like, yeah. Like that's an everyday woman thing that right. I just did an interview yesterday talking of it, And a lot of what we talked about was husbands that are gone a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: for the longest time, this is not the direction I thought this interview would go, but we're going to talk about it <laughs> for the longest time. So my husband is in the automotive industry. And so he works 70 hour weeks. He's gone all the time. We may as well like shoot off confetti cannons when he gets home. Cause it's the biggest deal. Yeah. And for the longest time, I struggled with that alone because yeah. I thought I was the only, like, it was just us. Yeah, Like, I was the only wife whose husband was gone so much and I'm raising these young kids, like essentially sometimes by myself. Right. And exactly what you're saying, it wasn't until I got brave enough to talk about it a little bit publicly. Mm-hmm. I mean, my DMs just like exploded with women that are like, oh my God, my husband, you know, you start talking to military wives, you start talking right. to coaches wives, you start talking to, yes. I mean- And so exactly what you're saying, like sharing these real life things, it just humanizes us. It just makes us all. And isn't that all we want is to like, no, we're not alone. Like, oh, we're not the only one.
2: That's the point. You're not alone. There is encouragement there because you're like, wow, I'm not the only one. And she's doing it. And maybe, you know, so then I can do it. Yeah. It's going to look different because my family dynamic is different and whatever. Right. I can still do another day, right? That's all really asked to do is like, I always say manna for the day, give me my manna for the day, Lord, and multiply this little basket of five loaves. you know, like just multiply because this is all I got. I don't have that much. So please, Lord, just let me. And that's that's the point. That's the point of the book. It's encouragement that girl, sis, you got this. We're all experiencing these tough times. We're all experiencing these things that are good and bad, but you can do it. You can do it because God is with you. Just take
1: a breath to notice that he is. Exactly. Well, and I love that manna for the day because the world wants to tell us like, yes, you can do it. Cause like, go girl, you got this. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't, I don't want to got this anymore. Yeah, no. I'm tired. I am tired. <laughs> <laughs> can can yes. I not, Girl yeah. boss this yeah. anymore, please. Yeah, You know, and so right. it's, I love that you're, you're, the breath and the pause isn't, I, I kind of, said this earlier, it's not like I'm going to take a breath and then I'm like, pull myself up by my bootstraps and keep doing it. Like if we pause and take a breath, then we open our eyes and can see the goodness of God and see the manna that he's given us for the day or see the pillar of fire or whatever it is that like he, he hasn't changed. He hasn't gone anywhere. Mm -mm. Am I paying enough attention? Right. To see
2: his go ahead, girl, preach that. That's, that's (laughs) it. That's it. That's the point. It is not a new message. It's just a message that is we're invited into. Yeah. And everything else around us does not encourage us. It encourages us to try harder, work harder, do more. And I'm saying, sure, but just breathe in all that and say like, is this a good yes? Right. Around me that are helping, supporting saying, yeah, this is for you. Mm -hmm. Am I going through something hard and really like, God, are you even there? Like, -hmm. I don't know. But these things happen, life happens to us, and I feel alone. And I'm, by the way, exhausted. (laughs) And I really don't want to do this right now. I want to go take a nap. That's honestly how I feel. Yeah. But I can't, for whatever reason, these people still have to eat every day. I look at dinner time, I'm like, do y'all have to eat again? Like, every day. And I'm the adult. And I'm the one that's make it and figure it out or get it delivered. (laughs) It's just too much. So anyway, those things still have to happen. But it's like, okay, we can do it. It's fine if it's Chick-fil-A for the the second time this week or whatever. um, or whatever. That's fine. It'll be fine. And you just do your thing because you're not alone. You've given getting the manna for the day. You have the Holy Spirit inside of you. And come on, let's go. I do love that your message isn't
1: one of like doing it perfectly. I'm like that message not only the do more but the do it perfectly, the Pinterest yeah. mom, the yeah. home seven home cooked meals, the no TV, the like if that's your jam, go yes. ahead. I am so proud of you and so happy for you. you. Yes. But um my children wake up entirely too early for me to not sit them in front of netflix for like 30 minutes so i can open my eyeballs like i i can't right. you know and so right. i just i love your whole thing because it's like take a breath see god in the moment but also chick-fil-a for the fifth day in a row it's the lord's chicken i mean
2: it's what we'll
0: before we eat yes exactly right. say goodbye
2: Right. And next week, maybe I will have five home cooked meals. Exactly. Maybe. And if that do, then that's, that's why the whole idea, I think the part is we, we get too much in comparison and that that's mm-hmm. for one thing. Amen. And you just don't allow people to show up. Like yes. God accepts me how I am. So like, why do I feel if anything, it's like I desire to do that. And, and if that's the case, can we just communicate that in a kind way? Mm. And not be like, oh, we well, are you know, it's, can we just say, I love that about you. Yes. And that's not me. And exactly. it's fine if my kids don't do organic, but if yours do all organic, then fantastic. A hundred percent. You know, so it's just showing up as you are. And let's yes. say, I don't know everybody's journey. I don't know it, but I do know there's a lot, we have a lot more in common than we have differences. And we have a lot more in
1: common than I think the world wants us to think. Like secular culture thrives off of us being divided. If we have seen that, if we've yes. seen anything in the last three years, it's that. Yeah. And that like we have so much, like you and I, like I'm not married to an NFL star. I have two kids. I live in Louisiana. You live in Atlanta. You're black. Yeah. I'm white. Okay. We have very different life experiences. But uh, we've been talking for 40 minutes about how much our <laughs> life is the same. Exactly. You know what I mean? And exactly that, what I hate more than anything about just the, all of the divisiveness is what it robs us of is that community. It robs us of that solidarity and then learning from one another. Like I today needed to be reminded to like mm-hmm. take a breath and pause yeah. and we've let like the world's messages get in between us as women. Mm. And then we don't get to learn from one another.
2: We are robbed of what you bring. So yes. you and everybody, like everybody brings something to the table. Mm-hmm. He does not create us that, that we wouldn't. The problem right. is we want somebody else's thing. Oh, that's true. You know, we want somebody else's thing because it looks shinier. I mean, I can't remember how many women be like, I just would love to be in your position. And But the thing is, we don't know all of the, all of the story of what we see. No. And you may not want that woman's X, Y, Z, because it comes with a lot of stuff that God hasn't even prepped you for, that you don't want to be a part of or whatever. And so it's, that's when I say, see a person and take them, like, it's just them. That's it. No, no judgment, no envy. No, it's just, if you see something rather than just girl, I love that purse or girl, your, your personality is killing it today. Or like you make me laugh or whatever it is instead of, cause we all bring something so special. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. I just love being with women and when we can be real and vulnerable and honest, I think that is when we really do change ourselves mm-hmm. and our relationship mm-hmm. with the Lord. It spills over to our marriages for those who are married and it definitely spills over to our children. And so it's just coming from an honest place. This is who God made me. This is how he made me. And I want to be more like the woman he created me to be. And how do I do that? It's the people that I surround myself with.
1: Amen. One of the other things that you talk about in the book is chaos, Mm -hmm. whether it's like day to day chaos or situational chaos. One of the things you talk about is that women sometimes struggle with focusing on God in the midst of that. What is it that you think keeps us from like turning?
2: to him and keeping
1: our eyes on him when things, things go a little sideways? Yeah.
2: I think one thing we kind of have in our mind that we control it all. Like we, we, we don't, we know mm-hmm. we don't, but we think we do Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So when things go out of control, like my default isn't turn to the Lord. My default is Kirsten, get it together. Pull yourself together, get these people. Uh, someone says all your kids in the duck ducks in a row. I'm like, yes, get there. I become drill sergeant because I control, I squeeze, I make it work, rather than doing like default being God and what mm-hmm. he would have for me to do in the situation. So I think we just run the risk when things get chaotic. We my husband termed the phrase K orders. So we have chaos and order. Yeah at the same time. But when that happens, it's just like, okay, I'm about to blow, like Lord. Patience is a sp- is spirit fruit of the spirit <laughs> you know like you just you go on what you've learned and so that's another thing if you aren't in the word your default it's hard to make God your default if you're not yes. building that so it just sounds good but you have to if when you're in the way when I'm in the word my default may not it will go to control but it'll switch much quicker the more of time I'm spending with the Lord absolutely so we have to be connected to the right source in order to maneuver chaos. Well, because yes. chaos will happen. I had a friend once tell me that, you know, I have a, I have an idea of how the day should go, but I'm calling that plan B because plan a is whatever God has for it to go. Amen. And so like, I'm working out of my plan B, but I leave margin in space for plan a and how God plans it to be to go. And I'm like, Ooh, that's good. That is like, good. Isn't that so good? I'm like, that's so wise.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. And like, just holding things more loosely, like we're all white knuckling everything, right. everything in our lives. So then like, if it's not what God has for you, I'm so like practical. And so I remember a pastor giving that analogy of like, if you're white knuckling it, god has gotta like rip your fingers open. Cause he's going to take it. Like if it's not, what's best for you, if it's not, he's going to take it. Why not be like open palm that he can pick it up and put whatever else he has for you? Cause I've spent so much of my life, like with anxiety and just like white knuckling mm-hmm. expectations and plans and hopes and dreams. When I can tell you, I, I talk about, I-, I just finished writing my book and I can tell you, I write in the book that my lifelong dream was to be a lawyer. Like I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Telling people I wanted to be a lawyer. I spoiler alert, not a lawyer.
2: Yet,
0: but I
1: like white knuckled that because I thought it was what I wanted and I thought it was like God wanted, and God had to rip that out of my hands. Honestly, now like I love the life that I live, I love my job, and would honestly for me say that it's better. I'm better off doing what I do now than I would have been. And so that take that into chaos, like like when you're white knuckling through chaos. Yeah. You're like, not only are you fighting like the craziness, you're fighting yourself too. I find a lot of the time, you know, when things get crazy here, I'm like my own worst enemy. Yeah. When if I would just take a breath, I could have a better response and not maybe make the situation
2: worse or, yeah. you know, like. Which is what happens. I right. normally go worse and then i have to apologize. I'm like, you know what? That was awful. I'm sorry that, you know, it just leads you down this other, this other path. Yes. Right, and so it's so hard to like not be in control or not want for me not want to be in control because yeah. ultimately, you know, I just want to be God. I mean, that's what it boils down. To is like, let me, like God, here is the plan. Like, come join me. Come join me. Come along. Good. It's good. This is a good plan, God. This is a good yeah. plan. Come on than, in. Right. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Let's do this. Oh.
2: So. It, it's hard. It's and then, like I said, it's it's surrounding yourself with people that'll help you every day recognize that that can speak into you. I talk about, you know, who are your you know, dark alley friends. Like these are the people who really can speak that into you and they're like, whoa, you whoa. like you know, <laughs> bump the brakes, <laughs> yeah, bump the brakes and go figure that out. You know, you yeah. need those people because sometimes you start going down this path and gosh, someone needs to real like bring you back. And so yeah. It's important who we surround ourselves with, but as a community of believers and women, we should have some of that ironing, sharpening, ironing happening, even though we may not know each other. There's something that you can learn and become sharp by just listening or gleaning or asking a question. And so, too far, I just feel like that's not happening enough because everybody wants it to look perfect. Right.
1: We want to curate it rather than like welcome people
2: and have it all together. Yeah. And have all the answers. I'm like, listen, just because this works with my kids, that does not mean. No. It's going to work with yours because I don't know your situation. Right. But there might be something that you hear that might work.
1: Right. <laughs> I think it's that like, it's that, that word. It's the might. Yeah. This is what works for me. It might work for you. It doesn't have to. I'm not going to be personally affronted if it doesn't. Right. But, but then I think the other side of that is there's a lot of women, and this is probably the camp that I tend to fall into is I don't want to offer advice. because What if my advice is garbage? Yeah. What if the way that I'm doing things, I like somebody's gonna be like, "Oh, well, you're irrevocably damaging your children," you know? And so then, like, that introduces this whole like fear of judgment and like oh, fear sure. that we're not doing it right. And so it's just we are exhausting.
2: And women, you know, we are the worst. I'm just kind of like I put out one thing, a, a, an idea, and it was like this, the backlash that I got from one statement of how I was like, "Whoa." Please understand that because it doesn't work for you, somebody else might be like, oh my gosh, that was what I was looking for. Yeah. And so that's what, and the way we communicate with each other as believers yes, should be different. Yes. It should be loving. It should be And unless you're like about to have a kid do something ridiculous, like and right. put their life in danger, this is just an opinion. Yeah. This is not typical truth. It's just what worked. Yes. You know, and so being able to distinguish those things, I think that's where we come together and just like. Okay, like before I respond, pause,
1: <laughs> take a breath,
2: <laughs> and then proceed, you know. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, and the reality is is that this advice applies to it applies to everything. Like
0: mm-hmm.
1: there is I cannot think of a situation that does not require or wouldn't at least benefit from yeah. a pause on my part, a like check in with God, yo, like we good, we good? yeah, exactly. Okay, let's keep going, mm-hmm. you know, because the, the rare moments that I have functioned in this, I can call to memory, like times where I've been like, okay, this is my plan. And God's like, bad plan.
2: <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> not that one, you know? <laughs> so
1: you rob yourself of that when you think that you've like got it all. And mm-hmm. so do you have any like real life, like, pre- like, not that this isn't all real life, but like, do you actually like stop and like, <sighs> like fit, like, do you have like a breathing thing
2: that you'd like, is there like a thing? A thing. No, I do a breath thing for sure. Often I make my kids do it. Cause you know, they'll come home. I'm like, and this, da, 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 and they're going on and on. I'm like, whoa, take a breath. Or mm-hmm. especially when they're explaining something that's hurtful or yes. they're trying to tell on somebody, <laughs> You know, it's just, yeah. kind of, okay, before I respond, but before you continue, please stop mm-hmm. and just think about what you're saying. You know, you're getting emotional. So I think there's things that remind me to do it. And as, as I see my kids, I remind them to do it. So it is, it, it's just crazy. It's just crazy the difference that it makes when I remember. And like, to your mm-hmm. point, like I can, re- there's much more times where I don't do it so that I can remember the times where it worked. Yeah. Because other than that, you just get caught up, you get caught up and then you forget. And then you don't remember, you don't recall, but God is always saying like, recall me, like recall mm. me. And what I've done, recall me and how I've forgiven you recall me when, how I've loved you recall me, how I've been faithful, Yes, even though this sucks, like recall, 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 recall. And I think in that moment, whatever you do in that breathing in moment is going to be very specific to what's going on.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. My oldest. So I've like struggled with an anxiety disorder since I was a kid and it looks like genetically was likely passed on. And mm-hmm. so we do, we do the, like, into your nose mm-hmm. there, and I can visibly watch it, calm her down. And yeah, then she can talk to me and tell me what's going mm-hmm. on. And I'm, sometimes I'm like, okay, you're 33 yeah. breathe, like right, take a couple of deep breaths before right. you do XYZ. So, I just love that. It's this like practical concept that has like these eternal impacts, right? Like It could be really simple to be like, take a breath, like six, just take a breath, but it's so much more like it's yeah, it has like eternal impact because I want to get to the end of the road and be able to look back and see all the times that I stopped. Yeah, asked God how to move forward. Not I don't want to look back and be like, I blazed through life like an
2: idiot, you know. And the older you get, the more you're like, oh my goodness, I have half average life left. (laughs) Like, how does that (laughs) happen? How did that happen? That I'm now officially old. I don't know. Right. But I know. I think, well, this next part. I mean, I think there's some wisdom that comes with this, right? Because you think yeah. you can live forever, and then you get to a point where you're like, whoa. And I think that's where I am. It's like dude, yeah. this is important for me to like see this and to remember this, and not on my phone. Like I don't need mm. to remember it on my phone by recording it. Like, Lord, let me be present to see what my kids doing or see this, like seeing all my friends together and us laughing. Let me see it, like. This yes. is good. And so it's just a reminder to enjoy the good, enjoy the bad. We're told mm-hmm. to choose joy, but to not to enjoy it, to say it's not hard, but just to be like, okay, God, you're going to bring me through this. And I'm going to have a great testimony about what you showed me. And mm-hmm. the end result may not be what I want, but let me just see you through it.
0: Yeah. And so
2: we talk about, I talk about that through my miscarriages. And so it was just like, this is not what I planned, Lord. Like, what are you doing? And, but through that, it's like, okay, Kirsten, you, he's always been faithful. He's always been faithful. You felt like you're supposed to have more, their family's not finished. You felt like that was from the Lord. Okay. You know, it's like all of those things you just remember, even in stuff that is awful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. I love it. (laughs) By the time this is coming out, I'm pretty sure your book is out. Your book is out May 3rd. People can get it wherever they get their books. Where can people find and follow and
2: keep up with you online? You can go underscore Kirsten Watson underscore on Instagram, Facebook, Kirsten Watson, and you can follow along. I mean, me and my husband talk about all these things all yeah. the time. Podcasts. Why are why not with the Watsons? And it's just us not giving advice, but talking like real life stuff. I love it.
1: Well, thank you so much. This was such a fun conversation.
2: Thank you for having me.